Hi. How you doing? Welcome to House of Very Dario, a podcast where we talk about interesting things with interesting people. I'm Emily Chirujas. I'm Jason Britt. And this is our very first episode. Today, we're going to be talking to each other. A couple fascinating, fascinating human beings. Jason Britt over here has been an actor in who? theater for many, many years. Sorry, Jason Britt. Who? Yeah. The uh, devastatingly handsome man on the other side of the microphone. No, no, never heard it. Never heard of him. No. Well, maybe you've heard of Emily Trujas, a phenomenally, phenomenally accomplished (laughs) playwright, actress, just about everything a person could be. uh, And also, housewives, weed, extremely humble. uh, uh, Yeah. uh, And uh, I mean, she's been, she's done like, uh, she's, uh, She's won like a what hasn't she? What, done, like, I, I wonder. Know? I wonder. She's been a, like a haunt. She's like been a haunter, like at like Universal Studios. <laughs> like, I, I can go on and on and on. I mean, you know what? She's not. She's not what? a mathematician, nor is she a deep sea fisherman. Those two things she is not. I find that hard to believe about well, the deep sea fisherman part. Not the not the mathematician part, but the deep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying I, to be humble, Jason. They don't need to know I about my deep sea fishing. Uh, listen, that time that we caught that long, that that red snapper and that swordfish <laughs> out in the wild, we were pulling him, and a, I was saying, "Don't feast. let go!" And you said, "I have to <laughs> let go, and I can't." Oh, and I was like, "Emily, Emily." <laughs> Don't let go. Reel that in. Remember that? And you know what uh, I did? I reeled. I reeled and we ate like my kings. My favorite memories. One of my favorite It was a great afternoon, you and frankly. So today, uh, to get us started, we're just going to go back and forth. Jason and I here, we're going to ask each other some questions. Might help uh, us get to know each other a little better. Might help all of you, however many of you there are, to get to know us a little better. All seven and a half of you listening right now, very excited for us all to achieve a new level of uh, friendship today. So I think I'm going to get yeah, started friendship. if you're ready, yeah, that's Jason. What was, that's what I was thinking. Friendship. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we're doing. <clears throat> friendship. friendship. Yes. You ready? Ready for me to yeah. hit you with uh, Are you question gonna hit number me one? With something? You're going to hit me with I something? All right. I'm going to hit you with a, with a deep cut here. Hit it. All right. Question one. If you could rearrange history to allow yourself to have played any one role in film or television, what role would it be and why? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Take all the time you need, but Uh, don't take too long because people will turn uh, this off. Because it's, uh, (laughs) why not? you would have to wouldn't like isn't that like the ultimate challenge to to uh what i don't, I don't know. think i heard uh, your be, answer be, uh, jesus christ oh you want to play jesus christ well yeah that, i mean like in in mel gibson's the passion of the christ or just in general you would like to go back and take over the role of jesus christ in the biblical history uh, well, Willem Dafoe did a well, a, a pretty good job in uh, Willem Scorsese's oh. Last Temptation. Because, oh, um, you know what? Here uh, I was I really not thinking about that. that. Uh, uh, 
uh, you know, but uh, the uh, the Mel Gibson last temptation of Christ was also well done. I mean, if you're gonna like play a figure, like any figure that you know, you know, like there's mm-hmm. um, basically like um, there's like two figures that like will resonate with everybody like i mean i mean not everybody but like uh a good percentage you know like lots of people jesus or you can do mohammed or you know like it it, it's like you know muhammad ali everyone else is very secondary and important compared to those two characters you know so and muhammad ali yeah muhammad ali yeah yes muhammad ali yeah definitely that's who i was talking about the most the most central figures in pop culture fight was like monumental (laughs) i uh never get over it never get over it you know what now, you, you know, and then when, um, when that guy with the, uh, the, the burger, uh, the, the, the Foreman grill. Yeah. George Foreman. Yeah. That's how I remember George Foreman uh, yeah. from the Foreman grill. <laughs> <laughs> Not as one of the greatest fighters of all time. I mean, I have to like think of a George Foreman grill right, to remember who he was. Um, that's but, fair. Yeah. And Muhammad you know, Ali. sometimes it, these things whatever, take a little you know. extra time as we get older and, uh, whatever relationships you have in your brain between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, if that's how you got to get there, that's how you got to get there. No, I got that answer from, uh, you know, Val Kilmer who said Jesus Christ, if he had to like, uh, so that, that answer is actually taken from I, I ripped it <laughs> off from Val Kilmer answer. when it's, he could uh, actually Kilmer's still answer. talk. So there's there's that. Gotcha. That's a good answer, though. I respect <clears throat> that. All right, it's your turn. Yes, it is. Hit me. Um, Let's go. Okay, I'm just gonna go into since we're like I, I just want to like talk about what's currently going on, or, or or you know like generally for the last what's what's your uh highs and lows of this whole pandemic like as it's been going on like what what is the best thing that's happened to you and what's the worst thing that's happened to you emily chiruhas Hmm. well i uh i'm gonna start with the low point for myself during this pandemic which definitely came in um it was approximately July of last year. Uh, anybody who is friends with me on any social media will probably be able to attest to the memory of this because it was a, it's a very public, um, drawn out kind of mental breakdown where I, um, you know, I love Christmas time. It's my favorite thing in the world. You and do. around last July, that I uh, that is known. Uh, it is around known. last July. I I was so depressed and so um, stir crazy and just completely at odds with uh, any semblance of mental uh, clarity or health that I just decided the only way I'm going to be able to lift myself out of this insane depression that I'm experiencing right now is to make it Christmas time. So I literally took out all of my Christmas decorations. I put them all up. Um, I started 
this is very environmentally unfriendly. I don't recommend this. Is July, this but I started, by the way. This, this is, is July. July. Yes, July of last year. I turned, I started keeping the air conditioning in my apartment very low at all times so that I could pretend it was cold. And uh, I did nothing but watch Christmas movies and listen to Christmas music. I roasted a bunch of chickens and uh, I just pretended this it was, was like the holiday that season. part of like the summer where like everyone's brain was frying it, it, and yes. we're like we're like three months into lockdown and yeah. this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're starting to like see people. some real psychological results. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. This was at the point, I think, for most people when when the, the fact of this pandemic, this like completely um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, oh God, I can't think of it. The word for where you nothing has uh, unprecedented. My bad. What's the, the this darn completely word for unprecedented? It? It, it's never um, been done before. It's the thing where you, <laughs> where you, where you know what's the word? You know, like uh, it's tell me like, the word, sweetheart. Once you do it, then you can recall back to that thing. Once it's been <laughs> done, but you can't do it if it hasn't been done before. So it takes uh, the the p word. The, the the old uh, the precedent. Yeah, the precedent. The precedent. <laughs> the precedent. But yeah, no, I I think the the July was like, like that not moment, the not the president, the States, but the precedent. But the precedent. Um, yeah, I think that that was the kind of the moment where a lot of people started getting really, really just unwell, uh, because it was again unprecedented, uh-huh. and Ooh. that was the moment where I think it it started to really just like wear us all down kind of collectively because none of us had yet really come to a place where it was like okay now I understand what's really going on I know kind of what I'm looking toward uh and I feel like I know how to psychologically handle this I don't think anyone had hit that point yet um but it was definitely yeah I think everyone in was either like Um, oh this is gonna pass really soon and then july mm-hmm. hit and they were all like it was like oh no this oh, is not gonna pass soon this is this not is gonna fucked. be over and it's and just then, getting worse and then the there was like the, those other people that were just like i told you i told you bitch I and they're just like getting mm-hmm. all riled up you know yeah. like uh yeah 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 uh so that was probably my low point it was just like deciding that I had to cope with everything that was happening by just like creating this Christmas bubble around myself, which I did very successfully. Mm. Um, but I think the high point for me, actually, my high point's a little bit of a two-parter. Because oh, that, I was do the, I was, mention, that was the low point. Oh, yes, that was the low point. I, <laughs> I got, um, I really got confused <laughs> there for a sec. I really... Sorry. Well, it feeds it feeds <clears throat> into one of my high points. You know, like because, like I said, you say Christmas is your, anyways. So I got I got a little. That's okay. That's all right. right. So that was a low that point does... that you had to revert to Christmas. Yes, in the middle of summer, in order to cope. Uh, yeah, so I think I definitely lo- went wow. a little bit. So your a little bit crazy. Is, uh, th- no, no, your high point. We have your high point coming up. Jason, you're confusing everybody. I'm confusing right. myself and you're confusing me <laughs> and then I'm confusing. All right. Yeah. Shut up. Okay. My yeah. high point. My high point uh, is a, a two-parter a little bit because I have one like um, very like glaring high point and then I have kind of the overall high point, right? So my one like kind of momentary 
highlight, I would say, of this whole experience was actually in that same phase. I had been, like I said, posting on like social media, probably more than I should have about, um, you know, that I was doing all of this Christmas stuff and that kind of thing. And somebody, um, I still to this day don't know who, um, somebody who saw all those posts um, managed to get my address, which either is creepy or not creepy, depending on who it is, because I, again, I don't know. But somebody started sending me um, like secret Santa gifts via Amazon with these really nice little notes that were like, I hope this makes you feel better. And I, you know, everything's going to be okay. Keep your head up and that kind of thing. And it was like Christmas decorations. Yeah. In July, somebody was going on Amazon, finding little Christmas decorations and sending them to me anonymously to like, make me feel better. And that was like, that was one of the most touching things I think has ever happened to me because this person did it completely anonymously. I don't know who it was. It was really nice. Um, So that was a highlight, but I think that the general highlight for me has just been like, um, you know, this has done a lot to kind of rid me of, I think a lot of like the general anxiety that I used to feel this, this like general feeling of foreboding or like, Oh my God, what's going to happen if things are really good, how can they get worse? And like this kind of thing, I think that just dealing with this whole situation and seeing the different ways it's affected everybody, not just me has, um, made me this is so cliche i feel like such a fucking asshole saying this but um, oh you're an imposter you're such an imposter right like i oh my god who are you to be talking i know i'm the worst who are you but no it's made me feel a lot more (laughs) do you jason how so very fucking dare you and we're back and hello (laughs) and hello welcome no, it's made me a lot more present. It's made me feel a lot generally, uh, generally a lot better, I think, in terms of like, just not worrying about the future anymore and trying to like really focus on the good things that are happening me, happening to me on a day to day basis, which is not something I used to be good at at all. So I, uh, I'm grateful for that. There's my answer. And now we're done. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> cool. Cool. Hey, it's all right. It's let's cool. see my turn. My turn to ask Jason a question. Uh, All right. Okay. Are you ready? This is a, this is a big one. Are you ready? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Make sure you listen to the whole question before you answer, because it's important. Hit me. If you had to cannibalize a person who is currently living on this planet, assuming that they were 100% okay and at peace with it and you would face no legal or ethical repercussions who would you eat Hmm. who would be your meal your first human hopefully your first human meal (laughs) who who would it be who are you going to eat and I can choose from anybody like (laughs) Like anybody God currently living on this planet, whatever, anybody, any, like, no, no, I, no, any, any current living human being on this planet. So you can't go back in time and like oh, eat Marlon Brando. No, but you could say, I I'll eat. Um, I, I don't know. Hugh Grant, you know, anybody currently living on this planet, who are you going to eat? Hmm. I know it's a hard question. 
for food purposes only. Yeah, slowly well, for food purposes. This isn't like suddenly you develop like a, a lush for or a lush a lust for human blood. Nothing like that. Just you gotta eat or somebody. I, I didn't automatically be? become a, a you know a serial killer or anything. No, this but is I, just gun to your head. This you is you have to eat a person. Purely it's one. a requirement. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, and what happened? Nothing else happens to the rest of the human nope. race. Uh, There's absolutely no it's negative. Just one person I have to all. single out and just one person. eat. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they are for sure going to die. I can't just like. Yes, eat they're going parts to die, them. but they are they are 100% at peace with it. No moral or ethical repercussions. They're like Jason. They're totally down with me. It's cool. Eating. Yeah. Yes. Huh. 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 <laughs> Shit. That's a good one. God. Thank damn. you. Took I, I really what? thought about that one. <laughs> this is my game, you see. This is uh, this is my game. I think about the deep question. You can think about it because we can always just edit this out. So take the time, take all the time you need, honestly. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's a good answer. Can I ask why Scarlett Johansson specifically? Uh, uh, Is it because she's hot or because you don't like her or neither or both? <laughs> it's because that's the only interaction I would ever be able to get from her. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I can see that. She seems like the type of person that, <laughs> that would be good to get alive. I mean, like, it's a hard get, <laughs> like, in any case, you know, like, you're just like, <laughs> I mean, you're giving me the option. You're like, you're, I'm, you're giving me the one option to have any, uh, to, to have an interaction with anyone, you know, okay, yes, it is cannibalism, but it is but an you'd interaction. you also get to meet her. You'd so get to meet her. I, we are I on the same level here, right? I mean, that, yeah. that puts us I mean, equals. I think, if anything, that, cannibalism yeah. is probably the great equalizer. And then, I, and then I get to take over power. Exactly. You absorb whatever power yeah. is existent within ScarJo. So, That's a good answer. Win, win. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Good job. Okay, your turn. All right. As an adult, as an adult, Mm -hmm. as 21 and up. Okay. Okay. 21 and up. What's the most embarrassing thing you've done in front of other people? Uh, In front of your peers, I would say. In front of my peers. Wow. That's a... That's a tough question. And I'll tell you why. I think that I tend to really like um, suppress those memories because embarrassment is my least favorite emotion. Um, (laughs) So I I think I tend to suppress those memories. Um, Actually, okay. So um, I think probably the most embarrassing thing that kind of comes to my mind off the top of my head uh, was the one and only bar fight I've ever been involved in. Um, really? 
Yes, the one and only bar fight. This was at a bar in Canoga Park that is uh, not known for having the most savory reputation. Uh, it's uh-huh. a hole, but it's a what is no, this place a... called? What is this uh, establishment? <laughs> this classy? This uh... I'm not going to say um, um... because I don't. I don't want to besmirch the name of this this establishment. Uh, so I'm not going to say the name. Just know it's in Canoga mm. Park. And mm. uh, I was there one night because my brothers who have uh, is it on a birthday Van Owen in the state. Was it on Van Owen? I honestly don't know. I, I don't honestly remember. But my uh, my two older brothers, uh, they're in a band together. And they also have birthdays in the same month. So for their birthday in, I want to say 2018, um they decided to play a show with their band at this bar. And because it was their birthday, a bunch of my family were there, right? Like uh, both of my parents, the divorced ones, they were both there uh, with their respective partners. Um, A bunch of my brother's friends that I've like grown up with because my brothers are considerably older than me. A bunch of people that I'm like, you know, very close with from birth, et cetera. My boyfriend was there. George and um, Don and Don George. Yes. <laughs> Don and George. Yep. And my sister was there. A bunch of people. Like it was a family affair, right? And uh, there was a guy there who was making my dad's girlfriend, Marlene, who is very pretty and very, um, very like just sweet. You know, she's a very innocent person. Um, he was making her uncomfortable. He kept like touching her, standing next to her at the bar and that kind of thing. And since she's such a sweetheart, she like, it took a lot to get it out of her, like what was bothering her. And when she finally told me, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at keeping my (laughs) emotions to myself. Like I won't say anything if I don't have to, but my face really kind of just says it all if I'm upset with somebody. And uh, so I was looking over at this guy, just kind of thinking about like, what I was going to do if I saw him touch her again and I guess he was there with how was how uh, is he how was he touching her like like well he uh, was like putting his hand on her waist and pretending it was an accident and 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 how old old was she at the time and how old was Marlene is in her late 60s she looks a lot younger though she's very very pretty this guy was probably in his 30s but it was pretty obvious that he was hitting on her and Marlene is you know she's she's beautiful like it wasn't surprising, mm-hmm. but, um, so I was really upset because this guy was making, you know, my dad's girlfriend who I love uncomfortable. It was bothering me. And I kept looking over at him with this so, look so on my face of like utter disdain, right? She wasn't, she wasn't drawing him in. And oh, no, 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 no. She very was much was not. the opposite No, way. no, it was definitely the it opposite. It wasn't like, uh, you know, like, uh, a, um, uh, 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 a kitty cat, you know, in wedding crasher situation. Where, no, Jason. You know, uh, you know she, no. she, wants, she wants to do the motorboat or, you know. like Well, not be victim blaming, Jason. Uh, she know. was the victim in this situation. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, you know, upset, right? And I, I guess he was with this girl. I didn't realize that he was with anybody, honestly. But I guess he was with this girl. And a couple minutes later, I, I start walking over to the bathroom because I have to pee. And this girl kind of leans forward and she's like what the fuck are you looking at I was what like, girl who is this girl? what 
What girl? This just this girl that was with him. Random apparently, girl. Which I, oh, I didn't even realize. I thought date? she was a random girl. I guess so. Um, but which I hadn't realized at the time. I didn't know he was with anybody. Anyway, she's like, what the fuck are you looking at? And I said, what? And she said, I said, what the fuck are you looking at? And I said, I, I'm not looking at anything because I'm not a bar fighter. I don't, I, I don't get into these stupid conflicts. And so I just said, I don't know what you're talking about, basically. And she was like, then why the fuck do you keep looking over here, chubby bunny? Whoa. And I was like, bitch, is this bitch? Are you, is this bitch? And I got a little, you know, chest bumpy. Ooh, no. And then she like hopped down off her bar stool. And I don't know if it was because I felt threatened or because she had called me chubby bunny. I really, which is like, first of all, what a shitty insult. Like that's just like body shamey, but also just like weak. And I was like, I don't respect that at all. So mm. she hops down off her bar stool and I just, maybe in the eighties, that might've still been fresh. Maybe in the eighties. Yeah. Instinct took over and I took my beer and I threw it on like- her. That kind of went out, and you know, with Hubba the, Chubba Jason, mixed Jason, shit. you're, you know, you're like, really listen, just like the the fat jokes, like kind of got weak over the years. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I Emily, I'm just saying. I agree. I agree, but you're stepping right. on the climax of yeah, my story I, here. Uh, no, I'm elevating it. Like, let's go on. Keep going. Go on. Yeah. So go. I throw my beer on this girl. Yeah, you do. And it was like in the Not span an IP, of a yeah, millisecond. It was like that. Okay, you know, in cartoons where you see just like the cloud of dust, like mm-hmm. tumbling out of the bar with like fists flying out of it occasionally. And it was kind of like and, that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, exactly. You know, rainbows. Um, it was and, like that. That was what sweaters. happened. Suddenly, yeah. uh, I threw my drink I've on her. She came toward me. She came toward me. Right, like she was gonna fucking hit me. And then and my then entire and said, family. I've seen, I've seen this show before. You, you guys make out, and there's this big. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. Damn it. All right. Sorry to interrupt your fantasy with my story. uh, Okay. So the bar, the saloon flies open with dust and fire and brimstone. And then she comes and she looks like she's about to hit you. And. And then my entire family, including my parents, are between me and this girl. I, I'm talking my whole fucking family. And keep in mind, my brothers are on stage playing a show five feet away as this is happening. Uh-huh. And suddenly my whole fucking family, including my like senior citizen father, Both is sides. between me and this like, girl. Your mom's side, your dad's side, they all everybody, rush. everybody. And uh it's like a whole at the end of the, the at the end of the scuffle, they got her at like she got kicked out of the bar, and I cried. <laughs> cried because I was so embarrassed that this had happened. I was so embarrassed, first of all, that I'd been involved in a bar fight. And second of all, that my entire family had been involved in breaking it up. Um, Yeah, not the most badass ending to a bar fight, but I'm not a fighter. That answers the question, though. That that definitely (laughs) answers the question. I mean, that's what I, you know, and yeah. And I, I still you know, hate like, talking about it, it, especially to my family. Off, right? you, you looped it around right at the end. You're like, and I cried. And that was the most yeah. embarrassing because I was so It was extremely so was embarrassing. And I understand. Yeah, yeah I can get it. I'm, I'm behind All right. Good, good. Thank you. All right, my turn. 
All right. What do you think is the absolute worst show on television either now or in the last decade? That's really hard. I mean, I've seen a lot of television and I've seen a lot of bad television and you're gonna have to like put this in some sort of like bracket because there's like bad tv and then there's like bad tv right, and then there's me, like bad like... good tv that i like to watch all right let it me narrow it down never to good this. and it was never what's, gonna what's the show that when you meet somebody and you find out they're like a huge fan of the show it automatically makes you not want to know that person anymore uh harry potter that's not a TV show. Yeah, but uh, also I there's, there's I am a big are, Harry uh, Potter person. Yeah, not a fan of J.K. Rowling, it, and I have let go of a lot of this. I know, uh, but and thanks I, for that, Jason. Every, everyone that I like, <laughs> mm, a majority of people. This partnership that I, is off to a flying start. By the ma- way, the majority of people that I know are fans of Harry Potter, <laughs> and uh, it all plays against you, and you have to work you know like you have to work back like it's an uphill struggle to work get to back to equal really with me so like every 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 one of you that that really have you know like i mean if you're just like oh i like harry potter like you're you're negative like but if you're like i like harry potter (laughs) and i like (laughs) the evil dead then you're like oh now we're breaking even you know like fair yeah, that's fair. I feel like so, I, I feel like I have put in the time and effort to break even at this point. Uh, I would to, hope. So to you know, in a long about way, answer your question. Like the the you know, like not necessarily Harry Potter per se. At, you know, because you were specifically asking for a TV show, but I feel like anything yeah. that kind of you know, like there's the magicians. There's there there's all like. Uh, I feel like the the witches and the the the, the sorcerers like uh, it's it's <laughs> almost like the weakest of all the supernatural like uh-huh you know like out of werewolves and vampires and etc blah zombies it, it like it's it's the it's the weakest as the uh, of the uh the folklore because there's no set like with with vampires like there's kind of a precedent and you know like you got dracula and you got Anne rice so there's like kind of a you know like twilight went off on a tangent you know, like on the left field but like with uh i feel like magicians and sorcerers like there's just like it's kind of a free-for-all no nobody knows shit it's like hey it's there's true. like books, there's spells their own there's, there's things and, and, yeah like there's no like there's no guidelines there like it's just like kind of this free for all just sorcery blah blah magic so you witches, don't like sorcery i hey, i feel if like it's about a sorcerer I, I, if jason's if not interested i feel like there should be guidelines you know like i feel like there's you know like like one like, central lore that everybody kind of has to like adhere to something like i don't feel like sorcery like like in the grand scheme of things sorcery has gotten the shit end of the scale is what i'm saying you know and you know i feel like you're kind of like avoiding 
my actual question in in favor of talking about how much you hate Harry Potter. <laughs> Which is the the but, worst television show right now? Yeah, it's the worst show on television. I don't watch bad TV, so I wouldn't know. Well, I have an answer, even though I don't tend to watch much. Why bad are you going to answer your own question? What? What? I'm not. You, I just was I this wrote all, the question. Was this all designed just so you could put in your? <laughs> did Did you want my opinion no. or not? Like you, you didn't no, want I my. No, did. I just no, uh, no, you I, didn't. I asked, you just you I just decided on the question. Your, you just wanted to tell me what you think is the worst. No, oh, and no, because no. of that, I'm no, not going to tell me. Tell no, you, tell but... me. I want to know what the no, worst television show. No, tell me. Please tell me. Please, I chose please, the question please, because as I was please. thinking about the question, I realized I had a very concise answer. So I was like, okay, this is a reasonable question because I know I have an answer. He probably has an answer too. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> okay. So... I have just, this isn't going to, this isn't the worst television show right now uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, at all. Um, but I'm going to throw it out there because I watched it recently and it was just, it was just too like, okay. So I watched Iron Fist, right. Okay. For the first time, uh-huh. uh, right. this morning, uh, Marvel's mm-hmm. Iron Fist. And it was just sort right. of like, okay, it's, uh, this, um, billionaire's <laughs> so this is son. a man with an iron fist. Uh, so, okay. Bear with me. Bill billionaire, <laughs> you know, multi-billionaire son uh is uh, you know like his his family dies uh and he's left with the, the Bruce the Wayne classic basically. What? what are the you Bruce talking Wayne about? classic? Who? Oh that's DC. Uh my bad, I'm sorry. Who's, my bad. What do you what I, are you I talking my about? comic is book brand. Have you heard of this before? Cross. Okay. So he has <laughs> like all these funds, right? But he's learned all mm-hmm. these martial arts because he's been spending all this time in like the Himalayas learning all this kung fu and shit. Like, For I him. mean, so far so good, right? Like we can't huh? go wrong with that. And then <laughs> anyway. So it didn't, it didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it too long before it lost its luster, you know, where I'm like, oh, good. Another billionaire who, who just like happens right. to like uh, stumble upon a bunch of Kung Fu and just like turns into, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Just what we cool. need to just what further we need. glamorize another, late capitalism. Another fucking billionaire <laughs> looking out for us, you know, suckers down here on the ground. Oh. Good, good. Well, we got there. All right. Let's go. What's what's my question? Okay, so last time we tried this sort of thing, like you asked me mm-hmm. uh, a, a certain question about uh, ghosts and supernatural mm-hmm. forces, and I felt like, hmm, uh, Emily might have a story there. Um, so, you know, since I didn't have a story about any supernatural or ghosts, and I don't mm-hmm. really go in for that sort of thing, but sure. it seemed like you did. So I would like to redirect <laughs> your way. And the question is? Question about supernatural. Like, what's your best ghost story? What's your it's my like, best what ghost story. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I have a number of of those that I could share. Um, I guess I will tell the story of the time that I went 
and visited the Queen Mary. I feel like a lot of people have Queen Mary stories. I think they're pretty, pretty popular. So I'll tell my Queen Mary story. I went uh, onto the ship with my mom, my sister, and my stepdad for my mother's birthday celebration in 2016. And uh, we stayed on the ship, had a like a stateroom and everything, which is pretty cool. And my mom really wanted to do the ghost tour. So we decided to take the ghost tour. And uh, over the course of that tour, you know, they take you is to a bunch of like, the most. Is this uh, during the day? No, 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 it was during the day. During the day. I would have, have gone if it was night. I would have been too during... afraid. They have ghosters during the day. Yes, they do. They have them all day. Uh, and they took us to like the, you know, the places they, in the ship. That so are, is it down under the decks? So like there's no it's daylight? All over. It's you know, a, like, no, uh, it's a, there's a bunch of different places they take you to that are just like the places on the ship that have the most like ghost activity report. I've never been to the Queen Mary. Place. I don't know how big this place is. Uh, it's enormous. Maybe. It's huge. I mean, it's a, it's a whole cruise liner and it's it's very very large uh it's beautiful it's you know just docked in long beach it obviously doesn't sail anymore but it's it's very old world you know you i think mm. it's set sail in the 30s and um it has like that feeling to it very much like this kind of old world luxury and um you know it's also known for being pretty haunted like that's one of the the things that the queen mary is more famous for now at this point uh so they do these ghost tours right so we go on a ghost tour and uh, there's a stateroom on the Queen Mary, which I would be referencing right now if I'd known I was going to talk about this, but I don't feel like Googling it. Um, but there's a stateroom on the Queen Mary that at the time that we went was gutted. People couldn't stay in there. Or, or is it a certain just stateroom? It's a certain stateroom, but you can find it pretty easily if you if you Google it. Um, at the time when I went in 2016, it was gutted. Like people couldn't stay in that room specifically because so many people had like uh, reported and complained about like really weird things happening in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have uh, reinstated it as a stateroom because on the converse of that, everybody was asking to stay in the haunted room. So now they have it, you know, as a room you can book, it's like, stay in the haunted room. Ironic. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But at the time there was nothing in there. It was totally empty, but they take us into this room and um, the tour guide was like, uh, you know, telling us about this room. Definitely tell something about our- Jason, am I going to get to tell a story without you interrupting me? No, you can't. But because I have to make a social commentary about the state of where we're in. So very dare you. Like how so very fucking dare you. So very fucking. I mean, used to be in the olden times, up until like the modern day, people would complain about you know haunts and blah blah blah. Sure. And now people are flocking to them. Oh yeah. You have you have everybody wants a piece of that. These haunt freaks that are just sort of like, I will pay. Not only will I, I will pay double, like, I'll I like, extra money. I will pay extra, pay not just like, not just money. like a fee to like, you know, like to rent this room. Like I, I actually yeah. want the whole accoutrement, you know, <laughs> like if you can add any, some, like some, <laughs> some weird, you know, sounds in the if back. We could just like, like fill the room with the flies. And that kind I will of thing, pay that'd fucking, be great. Yeah. Like, uh, you, you hear Top about dollar. those people like, you know, signing away, like there's like a haunt in San Diego that where it's like, if you can finish it, like you don't have to pay anything or they'll give you like, I yeah. don't know, like 
they'll give you a free vacation. So like the people people like- want the the most terrifying thing they can get. And I think for a lot of people that <laughs> is that comes in the form of a place that is supposedly actually haunted because so then it's real, you know, that it's it's not just actors that are paid to scare you. It's it's real. And who knows what's going to happen? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. If you can get so twisted and so immersed, uh, pardon for using that uh, uh, word. Uh, but um, yeah, you can lose yourself if you allow yourself, you know, if, if, you, um, if you can get there to where it's like, oh, uh, you know, like maybe for like five seconds i can maybe believe i'm not in like a haunted house i'm, right. I'm just not well, in some yeah. you know thing that i'm paying for that i'm actually being and i you know i think or, the, the or, or my life like... is in danger for like or i'm making yeah. a connection for five seconds you know like with a real person even though they're acting right. uh, you know like and they're acting like they're making a connection with you like whether it's yeah. that sort of connection or being freaked out or haunted, there, there's that immersive quality of, of losing yourself for just like that brief amount of time to where you can just forget that you're a fucking loser or, or whatever, <laughs> like, <laughs> that you're, uh, you're in this pandemic and we have uh, right. crazy and people running the immersive? country. What's more immersive than someplace that's supposedly actually haunted, you know? But also I think with the advent of like the ghost hunting shows and all of that shit, I think that it's become way more popular to be like, oh, I could do that. I could go into this haunted place and speak with a a spirit, a, a phantom a specter i could talk to that guy anyway so yeah, you finish my yeah. story really quick finish my story <laughs> so oh were you you don't have his... to, you don't have to finish the story okay. no you want, you oh you should finish on? finish the story <laughs> jesus so we go into this stateroom and the tour guide is telling us this uh you know a bunch of the stories from people that have like stayed in there and all that shit and uh I don't remember the name that he used, but for the, it, for the purpose of the story, let's use the name Bob. He was like, the ghost is named Bob and uh, the ghost is really violent and uh, uh, was often, you know, known to cause poltergeist activity and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I'm listening to this tour guide tell this story about this ghost named Bob. And I started feeling really weird. And I started feeling really like hot, that, like physically hot. Peaks is based and off of? I, shut up, Jason. <laughs> I'm, I, serious I, question. Is it? Is uh, it serious? It could question? be. Like anyway, so David so Lynch start, could have like possibly gone to the Queen Mary and been like a. You'd have to ask David Bob, Lynch like, about that because right, I, I will. that I wouldn't know. But I started feeling really hot, and I started feeling really um, nauseous, angry. No, I just started feeling really angry, like just really pissed off, and I kept like having this thought kind of recur in my brain over and over again that was just like my name's not bob my name's not bob my name's not bob and um the longer it went on the more i like really felt like i just wanted to to fucking like punch somebody i just wanted to like knock somebody out i just was having this like really odd anger out of nowhere and i'm not the type of person that gets like kind of random bursts of anger that are totally like caused by nothing um and yeah, it was getting really overwhelming and intense and, and scary. And so when the tour guide- Do you feel that stopped, you were like, either being maybe possibly possessed or where do you think that you are 
an empath that was uh, feeling things from the past or, or present. Yeah, I mean, I definitely <clears throat> wouldn't go as far as to say that I think I was being possessed. I definitely don't think that. But I think that maybe there was just something in, in there that happened to, to start influencing me. And it could have been happening to multiple people in there at that point. But I all you I know is what shining. I was. <laughs> I got the shining, Doc. Yeah, I got the shining. Yeah. You like prunes. Yeah. You like ice um, cream, Doc. You like prunes, Doc. Uh, my favorite character in that movie by far. Um, but yeah, I, as soon as the tour guide stopped talking, it was... <laughs> as soon as the tour guide was like, you know, not talking, like let people walk around. I just walked out of the room because I just didn't feel good in there. And as soon as I left the room, I felt totally fine. But yeah, that definitely kind of set the tone for that ghost tour and made me feel really, really uncomfortable for for a while after that. It was just very, very unpleasant, and uh, it was a weird experience for sure. There you go. That's my that's my ghost story for right. the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me see. It's my next question for you. Okay. All right. Uh, actually, let's pause really quickly. Just really quick. Look Is that okay? Be right nope. back. Just really, no. just pause real quick. Be right back. All Be right. right back. Okay. So my question, um, who is the best person you have ever met? And who is the worst person that you've ever met? Going deep dive in here, Jason, going deep dive in. Best person. Wow, I I don't. <laughs> he blew on his tea pensively, recalling the memories uh, of yesterday. Well, since we were on the subject, I will go ahead and say that the best person I've ever met is David Lynch. Hmm. I didn't know you've met David Lynch. I did. <laughs> David Lynch. I went with a friend of mine uh, to a screening of Inland Empire, the cast and crew uh, screening. Uh, she was uh in it um she's in the film and, and she'd been doing mm -hmm. uh work on his uh website and and what whatnot oh, for, for a while froze. She, i don't know if you can know hear me but what hold on wait let's start your answer over because you froze for a chunk so i don't know if the audio got picked up so just start your audio over oh starting from wherever you think it'll be easy to cut it together you can just start from the beginning of your answer if you want uh, yeah, so I met David Lynch at the cast and crew screening of Inland Empire. Uh, That's very exciting. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a friend of mine from an acting class, and I, I we were good friends. Uh, um, she'd invited, she knew I was a, a big, you know, David Lynch fan, so, uh, uh, yeah, she invited me. Like, she was in the film um and uh she, she'd done work for david uh she'd worked you know like on his like uh, website or his uh you know like fan site or, mm -hmm. or, or whatnot for a while um so she knew him so um like as soon as the screening was done she was like um you know like she just she was like right out she, like she's like david you like because he 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 like gave his speech after after the screening, you know, and then it was mm -hmm. done. People were dispersing, and she's like, "Hey, David, David, let's have <laughs> hey, a smoke." Hey, David, 
let's go let's go have a cigarette and he was like oh yeah yeah i'll be right out charlene hey uh you know uh and That's really uh, you know like he just came right out we you know yeah. like had, I had a you know like he lit my cigarette my you know like uh <laughs> uh not yeah, many he, can say david lynch has lit their cigarette for them it's um, very yeah. exciting he had very soft hands um mm-hmm. and his his son who i also met and his son's wife his son also had the ve- very the same soft hand grip you know like <laughs> you shake someone's uh. hand and it says a lot about him sometimes. sometimes sometimes you can't tell sometimes you can't tell anything by anybody by yeah. by hand grip sometimes you can tell a lot David Lynch's hand grip is very confusing because it's very soft, you know, like, and you're like, I don't know why that's that that seems very <laughs> strange. Uh, and your son has the same hand grip and I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. All right. But you're very funny and you lit my cigarette and we're <laughs> chilling out and just telling stories. So, uh, yeah. you know, like, um, and it was very cool. He was like, yeah. So I love um, that. Best person you ever met. Best person I ever met. Yeah. I love that. Uh, you know, like, you know how you're not supposed to meet your heroes? Like, that's, I feel like he yeah. and Keanu Reeves are the exception to the rules, you know? Oh, I, I'm sure. I, I, I mean, based solely on, uh, you know, uh, the press, etc. I can't imagine a world in which meeting Keanu would be a negative experience. He just, he seems like an absolute angel. Like just such a wholesome, (laughs) wholesome person. I can't say that I actually met Keanu Reeves, met him, but I, if you had, I would, I would freak out. I did say, Hey, I did say hi. I mean, I like it. it, I was, I was doing extra work. Hi to him. I was doing extra work like on uh, street Kings it was a, like a funeral scene and i was like in i was like in uh-huh. like full like uh <laughs> super trooper gear. wearing like a giant black hat with a veil on it uh, n- at the close funeral. close i was like in a fucking like a state trooper sort of like uh <laughs> you know like hat like helmet yeah. you know and and regalia like i even had my head like pretty much buzzed like a, a trooper would you know like or a mm-hmm. marine you know like it was it was yeah. very that much that style and um he was he came over to have a cigarette like kind of like nobody there wasn't like a designated smoking area it was just sort of like this well, area there never that, is when you're Keanu Reeves I mean dis- it was just like this area where people decided this was far enough away for people uh-huh. that we can smoke and this if celebrities smoke, smoke yeah. over to here then that means the rest of us can smoke over here. Yeah. So I was over there in the quote unquote celebrity smoking, smoking area, uh-huh. smoking section, and uh-huh. Keanu came by, you know, like in to smoke because he he's like a terrible chain smoker, and uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I I just kind of like said what's up, and he was like what's up, and uh, you know like that's my counts. That counts. I think that counts as mm-hmm. as a meet. It's a meat cute, if anything. I, but I think that counts. I think you could reasonably, with that experience, tell people that you met Keanu Reeves. It's yeah. it's it's iffy. It's close. It's close. It's it's on the face. Okay, so 
So who's okay? So who's the worst person? Oh, the worst, worst person you've ever met. Mm-hmm. The worst person I've ever met. Yes. You met a lot of people. Man, that's I'm sure you got to dig be... back through the yeah, memories. There, there aren't a lot of horrible like. There's a lot of like people that you just, you know, like most people that. There's like, a lot of people you don't like. A lot there's of people a lot you don't of people enjoy, in that bracket but... where it's just sort of like. I'm just going to dismiss their existence and forget them sure. from reality. There's, there's, there's no a big one... chasm between like um, the worst person you've ever met and just some of the shittier people you've encountered. There's a, a big difference between so, those things. You know? Okay, so the worst people that I've met or the worst people person that I have gotten to know. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you can meet someone and can just be like, they're, sure. on, they're on their fucking off day man like right of gone. course yeah like to, I, I to know that someone's the to, worst to, person so you've met like that one, you gotta know them i don't know for one encounter for me to just like meet someone off one encounter they really have to like piss in my cheerios for me to, for it to really right. like bend the needle you know like otherwise sure. it, it just kind of like comes off as like eh they got shit on their mind man like i don't know right yeah I, I i'm not you. gonna judge them you know but okay. if you want it, but if you're like talking about like once or twice or getting to know someone mm-hmm. over a period of time and and realizing that they are maybe the Terrible. devil, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the That's list goes about. on. I don't. um that's that's a real that's a real that's a real stretch like because because i i'm I'm having a hard time answering your question because it's sort of like you're asking uh for like a a once encounter maybe for me to make a judgment call on that on the other hand just yeah you don't have to have it be like like a it doesn't have to be like a one-time encounter. I mean, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be like a famous person or anything. Just and if you don't want to name names, you don't need to. I'm just asking. You know, what's the the memory that comes to mind? Of well, I think this might be the worst person I've ever known. You know what I mean? Like, uh, lots of interpretations here. So whatever works for you works for me. Yeah, like the the people that I've just totally like completely uh, put on the you know like the negative radar like are are people that like they've had their chances or or, or like you know like we we've, we've mm-hmm. gone through some shit like it's I can't I can't think of anybody where it's just sort of like a rude awakening where it's just sort of like oh my mm-hmm. god you're the worst person I've ever fucking met in my whole. <laughs> My whole fucking life, I and I can't believe that you exist in real life. What what is like? I I just haven't had those experiences. Well, I'm uh, glad to hear maybe, that. I mean, that's or maybe thing. I have like a filter on right now. Um, I I I've heard of tons of things like that. Uh, well, if you don't have a specific answer, that's okay too. You had a good one for best person, so I'll I'll let the the worst person <laughs> part slide. We'll come back to it. We can come back to it. Part two. We'll circle back to this someday. We'll we'll circle back to it. You know, part two worst person I've ever met. (laughs) 
All right, uh, then your turn. <clears throat> your turn to ask. Let's see. Okay, this one's going to be a hard one. You ready? All right, I'm ready. I'm bracing myself. Closest family member and why? Closest family member and why? Hmm. It's kind of a toss-up between two, but I'm assuming I need to pick one. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. Kind of, okay. That's, yeah. Um, closest family member, I would say. Um, <laughs> you can fine, cheat. Fine. I mean, you can. I mean, no, it's all right. Totally it's okay. It's like okay. A, it's okay. Uh, I no, can... I have an answer. I have an answer. Uh, my brother Stephen is definitely my closest family member. He's uh, he's considerably older than me as far as brothers go. He's eleven years older than me, uh, but he him... has stove. stove. <laughs> I do. I call him Stove. Uh, he is an amazing human being. He's an incredibly talented musician, as is my other brother Paul. Both of them are just absolutely mind-blowingly talented uh but steven has just had a, a very large influence over me uh you know over the course of my life he has introduced me to a lot of stuff that became very formative in terms of like my taste in movies and my taste in music and all of that stuff and uh yeah i don't know what exactly it is i think we were just kind of you know from the time i was born there was this odd kind of like connection between us which um, when I was very young presented in him as him just like trying to like murder me or terrify me to the best of his ability. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. What? <clears throat> sorry. Go back. Uh-huh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, you know, could, he was could you the 11 year old child. Could, could you back to the, the murder part? Yeah. The murder part. Uh, the... Just like was I mean, like it was literally a, like uh... attempted. attempted. <laughs> well, obviously it wasn't murder. Unless no, we want to go back to the murder. supernatural question. <laughs> you would have to like it this and becomes very didn't exist this Jason. Gets very meta this gets very meta yeah no he you know obviously when he when he was a kid and when I was very young he I think he like resented me a lot as like the new baby from his father and stepmother you know I was kind of like the you know like yeah but by the time I was, I don't know, probably like eight or nine, he uh, became like, you know, I don't want to say very protective because that wasn't really part of our relationship. But he just like showed me um, respect in like a, a way that I think is kind of unusual between like older kids and younger kids. He just showed me that he like respected me and he wanted to show me cool shit and he wanted to you know be my older brother and like pay attention to me which I really appreciated because I was super into all of these like movies and these bands and these things that he was kind of introducing me to and um that just kind of stayed consistent throughout our lives um and we see each other all the time now and he's definitely one of the most important people in my life he's actually um one of my fiance's like uh groomsman in our wedding our upcoming wedding which makes me really happy because it's nice to see like him become a really important part of like you know my future husband's life as well and he's just yeah I, I don't know he's he's uh definitely the family member that I think I have the closest relationship with in terms of the fact that like I tell him everything that's going on with me and I don't ever feel like I can't tell him anything and I always feel like I can go to him for advice and that kind of thing. But at the same time, I just have a great time hanging out with them. 
So he is very much like my older brother, but he's also just kind of like my best friend, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say, yeah, that's my answer. Stove Chiruhas. Do you guys uh, ever shout uh, out. like do music together? Like you and, and both your brothers? Like do you ever um, attempted Actually, that? that's, well, first of all, I was going to shout his bands out. If anybody listening is into a uh, prog rock or really good metal, check out the Elephant Parallax and check out Cetacean, C-E-T-A-C-E-A-N. Uh, both of them on Spotify. Those are his two bands. My other brother is also in the Elephant Parallax. They're both amazing bands. Um, but we've actually talked about doing music together before. It's not something that's really left um, the realm of just like jamming in his living room, like when we're hanging out, drinking together. But um, I'm hoping that someday we'll we'll figure something out. We've talked about doing like a, you know an acoustic thing. Is that the words? I don't know. Are those no. the words? Some, some, hmm. some, <laughs> anyway, that's my answer. All right. I got one more, one more question for you. One more question for you. You ready? All right. Ready? Hit me. So this is kind of also uh, piggybacking off of that time a while ago when I asked you about whether you had a ghost story and you kind of seemed like that wasn't really your thing. So here's my question. Do you believe in anything supernatural or spiritual? And to what extent do you believe? Anything supernatural or spiritual in any context? And to what extent do you believe in that? Um... I believe that we have not the science yet to learn, understand certain things. Okay. Uh, Which is something we could consider supernatural at this point, given that it's maybe something unexplored, you know, I think that's all supernatural really means. It's just something that we don't yet understand in terms of our nature, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but as a whole, no, I, I'm, I'm pretty, mm -hmm. you know, you're a skeptic. I'm pretty skeptic about everything. I'm, I'm, you know, That's fair. I'm pretty good atheist. Uh, you know, I, uh, <laughs> a dedicated, I'm a, I'm a dedicated, <laughs> I don't go around moonlighting <laughs> everywhere, you know? I'm a I man of science. I don't, I don't go looking around in those Babylonian <laughs> temples. They don't tempt me, all right? <laughs> I won't be tempted. Not by Baal or uh -huh. Baal or, or any of them. <laughs> That's fair. It's a fair answer. Osiris, kiss my ass. <laughs> all right. Well, that's my question. <laughs> uh no, I, I grew up, you know, I grew up super Christian, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. it, when I, you know, like I went to church every Sunday, super, super Christian to where like I, you know, like. Were you though? Or was that just your, like your family, your upbringing? Uh, Did you adhere to was, that when you were a kid? I, mean, or? I, I was, I was very much a believer up until okay. uh, it was about the time that my grandfather died. 
where I mm-hmm. kind of like, hey, <laughs> what's going on with all this? Had uh, you had you this... prayed for him not to die? Is that why? Uh, well, right. You know, I was I mean... ten years old, and I I totally believed in all the magic, and you know, Jesus and is magic, and <laughs> and to me, like the magic my, of Christ, my grandfather was like the head of the household like he was like yeah. the, the king he was the shah like he was the only person mm-hmm. that my dad like respected to. at yeah. all you know like mm-hmm. you know like besides besides my grandfather my dad like you know like uh, you know like sure but like my my grandfather was the only person like my dad was like yes yes sir whatever you know like i, I get right yeah. on that you know like uh-huh. right away you know and he was like an elder at the church, like in our family had, uh, you know, always been elders of this church in Kentucky, Scottsville, mm-hmm. Kentucky and given my up. My dad was uh, a church elder too. I, um, I get it. I know how it goes. They, yeah. You know, like our family had given land to the church, you know, for mm-hmm. the cemetery and blah, 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 et cetera. That's intense. And, yeah. You know, like my grandfather would, uh, lead the, 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 the ending prayers and stuff like that. Uh, Mm-hmm. It, it was you know like a, as a kid growing up seeing that like and seeing how people react to to my grandfather and, and whatnot and the respect that he gave him it's like well that's I my my grandfather will will live forever he's gonna be Noah like he, he, like, you know, yeah. like obviously he's he's in good with God you know sure and then yeah that whole system kind of broke down when he just like sud like just you know like kind of six months got the cancer died like kind of like kind of broke broke a kind of like twisted a little something yeah Yeah. um Mm -hmm. my my compass got thrown off and i started asking questions and thinking about some stuff yeah yeah Um, i can understand that for sure Yeah. I mean, you know, if you, I think that there's a certain point for all of us in childhood where we either start really questioning the shit that we have grown up with and like kind of form our own opinions after that, or we kind of double down on whatever it is that we were raised with. I think that everybody kind of does one or the other at some point. Yeah, and, uh, that's, that's I think that, definitely that true. Tends like, to happen you, you for... either you either double down at some point or or you mm-hmm. kind of get out, you know. Yeah, you yeah. I think like that's a normal out. part of like, adolescence. Like when you decide, okay, what what type of person am I going to become in terms of what I believe? And I don't think it's even necessarily about like, oh, I got to choose who I am now. I think it's just there comes a natural time in adolescence where we really start to think about things spiritually that we haven't thought about um in that way before for sure so yeah i get that and things happen to you uh during uh your adolescent time and you let that kind of and that all informs like what yeah it informs the way you start thinking about this yeah and and some people tend to need religion more than others it's for instance, Definitely. I, I don't want to like, I'm just throwing this out as an example, but mm. like, you know, like my, you know, sister uh, got married, had a couple of mm. kids. Uh, he, you know, uh, died of a heroin, at, you know, mm. overdose, yeah. uh, like, uh, 
I I understand her double doubling down on on the religious thing. You know, like I I understand I understand where that comes from. It 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 doesn't come out of nowhere. Uh, No. And I think you know, as long as it's something that is helping you, as long as it's something that kind of helps you get through the day, and you're not using it as a reason to like. fuck with other people or judge other people or like sure, make anyone sure. else's life harder as long as and you're not what's trying, the problem with it you know, you know? And, and that's that's the only problem i have with her it's her actual birthday today uh <laughs> happy to birthday honest. to your sister uh, yeah uh you know uh the only i problem i have with her is is sometimes she tries to like guilt me into mm-hmm. re-believing that like uh, in in christian sure. like you know, it's just sort of like she she blames me for not believing in something that I don't feel it doesn't exist. You know, like I, mm. it's it's kind of a hard pill to swallow. To, to where it's just do like, you think well, maybe you... she feels like it's her responsibility to bring you back to that, or do you think that it comes from a more like judgmental place? You don't have to answer that if you don't want to. I'm just kind of posing that question. I I feel like that's kind of the uh one of the flaws of uh certain religions in general is that you know like they they do force you to like uh uh, get other believers you're like like well i'm gonna be in heaven and i want you to be in heaven so you have to believe for us to see each other in heaven and if you don't do that then what what are we gonna say (laughs) gonna say? i don't understand why you just don't want to believe that it's so easy all you have to do is believe and what's what's so hard about it all you have to do (laughs) is just believe like i do like Mm -hmm. mom mom believes dad believes why don't you believe yeah i you know so yeah complicated it, it is complicated it's definitely complicated religion's a fucking complicated subject dude like there are so many different um facets of like how it can be practiced and so many different facets of how people believe and um i think a lot of the time that kind of gets uh it starts to complicate other people's lives and i think that's where the problems with religion start to come in beyond all of the you know war bloodshed racism sexism uh sexual abuse all of that shit just if we're talking strictly in terms of like one person relating to another when it comes to religion i think a lot of the time problems start to seep in when you try to inflict your religion on somebody else from a perspective of oh i'm looking out for you because i want to see you in heaven like you know john sister true house yeah that's what i'm saying that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> it com- it comes from a uh, very uh, 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 what is it? it it's covetous. Uh, um, you know, it it's not an altruistic. You know, uh, no. It, it's, it's it's and very... it's presented as altruism, but it's not yeah. necessarily altruism. It's altruism that comes from, if I may speak freely on this. Um, a very unchrist-like place, frankly, because I mean, based in based on my understanding of Christianity, and like you know, I was born and baptized into the Greek Orthodox Church, but then I was raised 
in what's called a disciples of Christ church, which is a very, very like liberal, very kind of loosey goosey um, perspective on Christianity. But one that I've always appreciated because it's focused very much on like the teachings of Christ that are centered around like love and acceptance. And there's like, there's no hell involved. There's no judgment involved. Um, there were people that came to this church that were um, Jewish. There were people that came to this church that were Muslim. They came there with their spouses and it was all like um, very accepting and very, um, I don't think uh, very like welcoming of everybody. The um, idea but, of heaven or hell had been created till the new Testament. So right, it, it exactly. wouldn't be a Jewish ideal. No, but I, I'm not saying that the people who were Jewish who came to this church were necessarily there because they adhered to the what was being preached, but they were there because they were welcome there and they were there with people they love. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, but I always it's enjoyed the fact thing. that there was, no, yeah, it's a community thing. And it was a very, very community-based church. I mean, growing up, my parents' best friends were all from that church. My best friends were all from that church. And it was... It was uh, very based around just like learning to kind of love other people more completely and to accept them in deeper ways and to right. um, not judge anybody else. And I thought that was really cool. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I wish more churches were kind of like that at this point. I wish my, more churches were based my church on that was philosophy. like a non-denominational. So like mm. it was like a very singular like it wasn't connected to anything else. It was just like, this is Ben Davis Christian church. And we don't, we don't answer to anybody else. Like, like the, right. the preacher yeah. only answers to the elders, you know, of mm -hmm. the church, like the, the council or whatever. And they right. just, you know, like beyond that, it's just kind of like it runs on its own. Yeah. People come, but you know, like there's no, higher order you know like we yeah. we get together with other churches from time to time for certain whatevers but it's like on a case by case basis sure I get uh, that. yeah so like how how the community laid out was very kind of how the the times in indiana would go so like right so moderate at best at times you know like oh uh, we're not gonna preach against like gays this decade so no more preaching <laughs> against gays in the 90s now we know better but in the 80s eh, maybe throw in some anti you know gay stuff you know like but yeah. like as we progress like it, it just kind of it just kind of goes with how the the church as a whole is kind of feeling yeah. you know yeah, and that was you know that was another thing that I appreciated about the church that I belonged to when I was a kid was that there was absolutely no like condemnation of homosexuality or anything like that I mean I the the whole reason that I like knew what it meant to be gay or not to be straight or to even to be trans 
when I was a child was because of people that I met <laughs> at church, literally. Like oh. it was because of people that my parents were friends with Trans. and they were a part that of would, my life. That would have, that would have just like blown everybody's <laughs> mind at my church. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they were, they were still, they were still dealing with like yeah. gay issues. They were still, like, right. there was, this is also like me growing up the in majority Los Angeles, of my, you know, uh, the constituents at, at, at the church, they, you know, like, iffy on the blacks iffy on the latinos even you know like it, it was casual church racism we're in we're in west side indianapolis yeah. uh-huh. it's it's not exactly the most our racism is excusable place. because we don't need a lot of people like this yeah um yeah yeah everything's pretty divide or or was it's 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 blending it's blending very slowly yeah but uh little by little it's always like a decade behind california it seems like yeah Uh, i'm sure i'm sure i mean it's (laughs) indiana (laughs) no offense to indiana but uh yeah trans would have like blown people's minds (laughs) Um, what the sam is that like i'm remembering people that were gay when i was like a kid that mm-hmm. I didn't know that was gay when I was a kid. I, I, you know, like I'm remembering it in a flashback, like by, I, I believe that, I believe, <laughs> I believe that woman was a lesbian. I, she was a lesbian. I, partners, those two women, partners? No. Partners? Roommate? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. On yeah. the softball team together, on the volleyball team together, on the track. <laughs> I see where this is going. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Aha. Yeah. But that's 10 years <laughs> after the fact. So I can't really Yeah. I can't really All come right. out. I'd li- I'd like to I'm come a- out to them ir- ironically, but wait. <laughs> that's not a thing. Sorry. All right. All right, I'm ending this. I'm ending this tangent because it's gone on long enough. All right, I have a question. And now it's your turn. My... Let's go. Oh, yes. Last question. Okay. <clears throat> what was a book or a uh, story? It doesn't have to necessarily be a book. It can be a film or a TV show that um, mm-hmm. you identified with during a, a very sensitive time in your life. Uh, where like it, it, it touched you in a place to where you're like, you're never going to forget that point where you read that book or you watched that show. It's never going to touch you the same way again, right when it did at that point mm-hmm. in time because of what you were going through. Mm. Oh, all right. Six feet under. I got to say, honestly, six feet under. I feel like there's a lot of people's answer for, to that question, but I watched that for the first time in 2016, um, shortly after the um, dissolving of my first real big relationship. Um, And it was something that I just became totally engrossed by totally immediately. Uh, Yes, that that was his name. That was his name. Yes. Um, I became totally engrossed with this show pretty immediately after we broke up and it was very much like something that I what was it about the show that like you honed in on and I mean I haven't seen the show I know it has something to do with uh mortician it's about a family that 
that run a funeral home out of their house. Um, so are they morticians? Do they have a mortician that comes in? Yes. Are they, they, are they no, just they are, merely funeral directors well, or how does this work? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, give me the break. At the beginning of the at the beginning of the when series, this is not a this is not a series. <laughs> this is not a spoiler because this literally happens in the first episode. the The patriarch of the family is killed in a in a car accident. Uh, the you know the father Nathaniel Fisher Senior is killed in a car accident, mm-hmm. and uh, his uh, the older of his two sons, Nate, who is, uh, you know, kind of the black sheep of the family happens to be home at that point for Christmas, uh, because this happens on like Christmas Eve or something like that. And as a result of, you know, the death of this patriarch, um, Nate ends up staying, this takes place in Los Angeles. So he stays in Los Angeles and ends up kind of helping his younger brother, David, who is a licensed funeral director, run this funeral home and they have a younger sister named Claire who's a teenager dealing with like the typical teenage shit their mother is a very repressed sweet but but very like kind of neurotic woman and uh it's just about all the shit that happens to them and as I was watching this show I think one of the things that like really the family business the most about and it was everyone's like, yeah. involved in one family way or business another. everyone's involved in one way or another and uh one of the things that just struck so me the about teenage the show girl she's growing up seeing dead bodies is that what yeah they all, they all have all three of these children have grown up around death and that's very much like a central theme of this show is just like the fact that death is literally present during life at every moment in one way or another it's like and in their face realize all the that time more than others yeah exactly um but the thing about this show that i think hit so deep with me was just like how incredibly like flawed and fucked up all of these characters are but not in like a way where it's like oh he's so fucked up he's just really fucked up oh, and that's he's such super a interesting he's, fascinating he's, a bad, he's, he's really a dark bad, and brooding he's a bad boy just, a no they're just all like bad. extremely so extremely human characters who go through all of this really deeply human shit that I don't think I had seen portrayed in such an effective way. And at that point in my life, I felt very confused and fucked it up. It doesn't and didn't like, really have uh, a sense it's of not identity as much, and, you, know, you know, like it's, it's, it's not as good as nasty talk when you say it like that, <laughs> you know, like, I'm sorry. Like, at that point I in mean, my life, I just, yeah, like, I didn't uh, really have so much of an identity you, like, and, uh, yeah. um, I just loved how deeply flawed any human, and what a human all of these characters you know, were. He's just is that so better? Very, Did I do um, a better job with that one? Like a regular person <laughs> that that uh, like has to go through life like the rest of us and has to wake has up, you know, and uh, with his interpersonal relationships. Sometimes he takes a shower. I really liked it. And David's coming to terms with his sexuality, and it's so hot. Yeah, he has a boyfriend, and it's secret. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but uh, that is my answer, though. Was that question? And the first time I, I mean, I've rewatched the series like three times now, but that show in any way or what? It does does not. It does not. That's fear, surprising. Fear not. There, nope, no necrophilia. Not, if it was made today. If we made six feet under tomorrow, I'm. I promise you, necrophilia I feel like would be involved. If, I feel like if Ryan Murphy had made Six Feet Under, there would be necrophilia involved. <laughs> if Six Feet Under were a Ryan Murphy show, there would be necrophilia you're not, involved. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, I'm not. 
I know mm. that. Anyway, mm. that's my answer. And uh, I think that's our last question. It is. Am I right? That's number wow. five. Unless you want to go on a bonus round, a lightning round. I don't think I do. I think that if we continue. You're done? You I, take I'm done. Oh, no, I think spent. everyone has already stopped listening by this point. Oh, good. So, Thank well, God. we could do a lightning up. round we can knowing that nobody's now. listening. We can say All anything right, hit we me. want. All right. Lightning round. Go. I don't have anything. All right. Never mind that. <laughs> All right. Is that a Bernie? Well, hey, is that is that a vote for Bernie? This is a Bernie Sanders shirt Bernie that I'm wearing today. Yes, it is. It's a Bernie Sanders black flag shirt from 2020 from the Bernie Sanders rally. I went to right before COVID on March 3rd. It's from from oh, that. Shit. Yep. The last thing I did in public without a mask. Isn't that weird? It is. Anyway. This has been House of Very Dare You. I'm Emily Chiruha. I'm Jason Britt. We thank you for joining us today, listening to our ramblings. We'll be back next week with a special guest and a special subject. Suck it. (laughs) Hey, thanks for being here.